Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human Too. I am so excited. I'm here with Raphael. My name's Catherine. I host every week, but Raphael's my husband. In case you didn't know, I'm pretty sure everybody under the sun knows who Raphael is and they Thanks like him. Thanks for the title, by the way. Thank you. What title? Husband title. Thanks for the wife title. Right. Do you even have your ring on? I do. I don't. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> I've said this so many times of just like the whole reason behind this podcast and like what I'm trying to do with it. Um, but something that I pride myself in is listening to other people's advice, opinions. Um, not that I pride myself in, but I try to really focus on that. And every time I post something with Raphael, a bunch of people are always like, bring him on more. And Raphael will probably get into a full episode of like his life, where he's come from, what he's done, all that fun stuff. I think you've got an awesome story that a lot of people would relate to. But um, I've said this many times. My first episode is always going to be just whatever I want to blurb about. I'll do anything and everything under the sun. And then the part two is where I open it up on Instagram and people ask questions and I either give advice to, I answer more questions on, or I answer the questions because I've said it many times that sometimes when you're just talking to yourself or to a camera, you get lost in your own stories. You blab, you blubber, you, you just get lost. So I turn it to Instagram and I let people ask questions and then it kind of, it helps the viewer and the listener just kind of understand more, get to share their side of the story, whatever they want to do, they can share their own anything. But I thought it would be great to have Raphael on to give kind of like a man's piece of advice. Um, something I absolutely, absolutely love about him. I know he's listening. It's kind of annoying, but he a man's piece of advice. Well, but you also come in with such an unbiased opinion with absolutely everything you do, which I absolutely love. So sometimes like if I'm at home and I'm in the wrong and I tell him something like, even if it's just like me and my girlfriend are bickering about something, he'll be like, Catherine, like she's right. You need to apologize. But sometimes if I am in the right, it's good to hear because I truly believe that he believes that I'm in the right. So you're a very good middleman of, I like to sit on the fence on things. Yes. See it from both sides. I yeah. think that's why I really like you and resonate with you a lot. Even back in the day. <laughs> you like because, me? Well, yeah, you're okay. Thank you. Um, Because you always sit on and see both sides. And I respect that a lot about you. So I'm going to get to the questions. If you listened to last week's episode, um, I really want to kind of get away from talking about family stuff right now. Just because I've been talking about it more often. Just because it's really heavy on my heart. But there's so many other topics. I have a notebook filled with hundreds of topics that was something when I first got into podcasting I was like someone had said well at least have at minimum 10 topics you want to talk about I filled that page you remember I sat at the table and I wrote like it was insane so there's so many other things that I want to focus on and get into and I think right now again just because the home the not the home life the um family problems are just so persistent and heavy on my heart I've been talking about them but At the same time, I think right now, maybe it's just best for me to stop talking about them until I feel like I'm fully healed from some of the things and I'm able to talk about them in a different manner. I don't know if necessarily how I would speak on them. Speaking on them was as comfortable as I would want to be. So last week's topic was kind of that, pulling away from toxic people, um, finding new community. We had gone to church on my dad's six months. I said that in episode one of we went to church and the church was speaking on Um, loneliness. And I kind of said, I don't really necessarily believe in loneliness. And I don't want to say that with, um, what's the word? 
what is it? Being insensitive. I don't want to be insensitive because I know when you are lonely, it's a very lonely feeling when you're sitting in a room by yourself or even again, like I said in the last episode, if you're in a room full of a ton of people, loneliness can feel extremely secluded. You can feel really low about yourself, your life choices. You start to get very mentally in your own head. But I truly believe it's just that you're not able to, you're not in the right community. Um, just for example, I've been right now, I don't have any girlfriends that have lost my dad. My husband hasn't lost his father. Like granted, that's a blessing that they haven't had to go through that yet, but that doesn't mean I'm not alone. As soon as I went to social media with it, I was flooded with a community that did have that experience and, and resonated with that and understood it. And I've said some things that I put online that some people might not necessarily agree with, but the people who have been in that room and in that feeling, they were 110% like, no, you're so right. So I don't really believe that loneliness is a real thing. Um, I don't, God, I, I don't know the right word. I don't believe that it's... I, I think it's subjective to the person. Absolutely. I think, I think loneliness is a real thing. And we speak from empathy when we say, you know, you don't necessarily think it's a real thing for yourself, though. Um, I think, you know, personally, again, for you, you may not see it in that light, but other people may see person, you know, loneliness in that, you know, in that light. And I actually heard someone say before, um, it was this famous rapper. He said that he had a house with 50 rooms, um, but at night he sat really lonely, right? So, um, and I took that as, you know, you have all the space in the world for people to be with you. Um, and even when, you know, even if they're there at the same time, you just feel lonely. Maybe you don't feel that connect. And like you said, I think it's huge that people understand that when you get around groups of people, that are like-minded or um, have the same interest, I think that that lonely that loneliness does go like go away, you know. Yes. Yeah. And I that's where I agree that loneliness is a real feeling, and it does happen every single day. Like yeah. obviously, when you're at work, I'm alone, right? But I think it's it's when you're going where I'm taking lo- the lack of loneliness and saying that I don't believe in it necessarily is because I see how powerful community is. Yes, definitely. But you have to talk about, hey, I'm feeling lonely because I'm going through this, this or this. Some people in the room might not be able to resonate with what you're saying, but getting out there, getting in a new environment, speaking on things that are uncomfortable. That's the whole reason I want to do this. Sometimes there's stuff on here that I still like, even like I just said, the family stuff is still uncomfortable to speak about. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm alone in those feelings. There's yeah. hundreds of thousands of people out there that probably Definitely. resonate extremely. Um, so that was kind of where I was going with it. I opened up. I'm going to have to move this mic probably to this side. Do you think I should do that? Uh, no, because it's going to kind of block. All right. Right now things. it's fine, yeah. but I'm not loving it. So if you're watching on YouTube, this probably looks very uncomfortable and it's because I am. <laughs> and if you're listening as well, obviously you're listening because you got ears and you're listening to the podcast. You're listening to the YouTube my sinuses are kicking, so if I sound like somebody's holding my nose right now, definitely feels like that. So, okay. With me. So let's get into some questions. I love that you addressed that. He is. I always... just got to get that out there. Okay. You know? I'm so happy. Like, he sounds like a Kermit. Like you know. That was my can't... first one. I was like, yeah, I don't... in the mic, and I was like, sorry, <laughs> sorry for doing it to you again. Oh, I like man. Ember. Okay. So a couple of questions didn't come through. It wasn't flooded. When I open up a question box on Instagram, almost all the time I get flooded with questions, which is wonderful. Um, This time around, it wasn't a lot. So we don't have a ton to go over. So it might not be a super long episode this time around. But I do feel like the questions that came through were actually very weighted. And honestly, it could maybe take up a good amount of time. So have some substance. Yeah. Did you by chance listen to last week's episode? Yeah, I heard a little bit of it. A little bit of it or all of it? 
A little bit of it. Okay. By the way, everyone, she's coming out of this mode, but Catherine doesn't like to sometimes hear her own voice. So oh, from yeah. listening to videos or watching videos, I got to take him in the other room. So it's like. Yeah, I don't let him listen to my um, TikToks. Yeah, me. she doesn't want to hear her voice, but I'm like, I hear it every day. But <clears throat> um, anywho. Yeah. So. OK. Talk to me. What we got. So last week's episode was a little bit of a gist of kind of what I just said. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, the insides. And I also want to say anything that you want to talk about, you're more than welcome to say there's nothing that you and I have ever talked about that right. I it just might not have come out of my mouth on camera yet but if you don't feel hesitant about saying anything specific we do refrain from names that is just out of yeah. respect yeah. um and just legal reasons god forbid anyone ever wants to say anything um so if you're speaking about someone speak in very light um yeah. terms so last week's episode, I was kind of talking about how toxicity is okay to walk away from. I think a lot of people in society say that loyalty is time, and I don't necessarily believe that. I've stuck around to the wrong people um, just because I had said, like, it's just what you do, right? Um, you know a little bit about my past. Even, like, let's just throw an example, an ex-boyfriend I stayed with way too long just because it's it's the thing to do. You stay because it's the time, and you built something, and... And you don't want to walk away. You're loyal, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't walk away. I think it's very important to walk away. And I also believe that heavily with family, with friends. Just because you've been friends with someone for 20 plus years, 10 years, if they're treating you poorly and it's affecting your mental health, your physical health, um, if you're leaving them feeling drained or consistently talking about them in a negative manner, like I come home and sometimes I'm talking about my family and, and I'm not talking in a nice manner. I'm talking very heavy um I feel very heavy about the topics um that's not something I want to talk about at home I don't want to continue and that's something that him and I have been really focused on is something that as a husband and a wife and any sort of couple when you or even your roommate say when you come home from a bad day at work or something happened you're bringing it into the household so it's no longer just your problem it's both of your problems and that was something that Raphael and I have been really talking about is it's it seems like almost every day I'm bringing in heaviness and he's like we need to figure out how because it's not just you going through this it's also me and then he gets protective or or whatever the case may be so yeah. um the number one question that i thought was a good answer or question to ask is Raphael 100 percent supportive of you taking a break from your family by the way we love you guys do you what is your thought on taking a break well shout out to that person we love you too um it's tough. That's that's a that's a very tough one. Um, and I'm sure many of you guys um, have gone through this as well. Myself, personally, I have gone through this um, and uh, not in an overly toxic way as I've gotten older, uh, but just more of protecting your own peace, protecting your own vision of what you want your life to look like. And you got to think when people start to get married, they create their own families. So what do you want your culture and your own family to look like? Um, so I think there's um, a positive in it. I think it's all about how we voice that opinion with others and how we, um, you know, and we can agree to disagree, right? So you don't always have to sit in a room and agree on the same topics, but you can agree to disagree and come to that conclusion of this person is choosing this because, right? And then so we always talk about intentions. What are your intentions? Are they pure? Yes. Are they... Are they directed towards what you're actually saying? Are your words backing that? So um, are your actions, your actions as well. So when we talk about 
you know, quote unquote, taking breaks or, you know, um, being away from toxicity. I think that looks different to everyone, but specifically for us is that we've now have gotten married. And so we're looking at the future of not only we have my family, your family, but now we've created our own. What does that look like? What do we want to have in it? What do we want to be speaking about? What, what type of positivity that we want to create, you know, a positive vibe, positive nature. Again, we talk about the culture. Um, so again, I think it's, I think it's really important that we kind of put context behind some of the stuff that we speak about. Yeah. Um, because it can be looked at as you're being cold or looked you at as you're being mean. Yeah. Or that you is something, sorry to interrupt you. That is something, a little bit of background story that I haven't publicized is even before my dad had passed, my family was never 110% that family that, sh that I don't even know. I mean, every family has problems. Even looking at the Kardashians on, on TV, they're constantly going bickering with each other and fighting with each other. Um, and that's always been a thing. That's real life. It just is what it is. You fight with your siblings. You fight with your parents. You fight with your cousins. Um, but my dad was really the middleman. And we, we call these come to Jesus meetings. And I think something that I haven't publicized is that we've had a lot of them. And almost every single time, me personally and now Raphael as well, we almost every single time leaving those meetings, we feel like we're all on the same page. Everyone agrees. Everyone signs off saying, I got out what I have to say. And um, this is how we all foresee the future going moving forward of, hey, you, um, saying just want a brother, for example. And this is just an example. I did not. This is not real. But saying, OK, you agree. I agree. How are we going to move forward? And then that brother turns around and does it again. It happens time and time and time and time again in, our, in my family specifically. And the only reason it's it's my family is because Raphael's family is not even in the state. Raphael's the only person in this state. So I'm sure if his family was local as well, maybe we would have some hiccups as well to work through. But which is life. Which that is, is life. But something right. that's, that's very um, normal to me, and I've almost become so desensitized from it that I didn't even really realize it was happening was that we always agree, we leave the room, we agree, and then something else happens. And we're back in the same room having the same exact conversations. And it just feels exhausting. It is exhausting. And Raphael kind of sat on the sidelines for quite some time, even before my dad had passed, and would sit in those rooms and would try to be the middleman for everyone. And and as a wife and... Well, at or the not time say of, anything and, sorry, right. or not say anything and just listen. Right. But when we were dating, I didn't really say much to him. I didn't say like, oh, this is how my family is. I just kind of wanted him to vibe it out on his own because of who you are and, and your profession. You're very good at reading the room, reading people, reading the whole situation. So I didn't want to taint his brain in any sort of way. And he started realizing this stuff was happening. And then he was like, hey, Kat, like, do you realize that this is like a common thing? Like we're constantly sitting in these conversations and and then he would call me on my actions and be like, hey, like you said in that room, you would do this, this or this. And now I see you out in the world because we're always together. And he's like, you're not honoring what you said. And so that was where I really started to look at who I was and what I was doing and how I was treating people. And now I've tried to, I think I've been doing a pretty good job at making sure that I'm sticking true to those things because I don't yeah. want to continue to show up every Sunday in someone's house or in my house or whoever and fight with people. It's just exhausting. And it's, and that's where we come from right now. If we've had these conversations so many times, even from when I want to say I've changed, I don't want to say I've changed, but I've changed how I've communicated. I've tried to be better. I've tried to stick to my word. I think I've done a pretty good job at it. And so now I'm looking at the accountability of others and hoping that people hold up their end of the deal and that's not happening. And so 
that's where him and I are saying, um, you know, how many more conversations can we have? Because it's very time consuming mentally, emotionally, and actually sitting there for even two hours is two hours out of our week that we could be having as a fun couple or, or doing anything under the sun, finishing our freaking stairs. I know you can't see it in here, but Uh, one day, one day, one one day, day. I think, um, sorry to cut you off, but I think we also have to be cognizant of the fact of the viewers and the listeners. Uh, this is real life, right? So we don't want to sit here and like, you know, the family on TV and the Brady Bunch, like that's not realistic. It sounds good. It looks good, but it's not realistic for probably 99.9% of us in this world. There so, are a small percentage. Right, and let probably, me just tell you, I am jealous. Okay. It's probably I am a jealous. small percentage. Right. Exactly. But um, I think that it's we when when viewers and um, listeners are listening and watching this, I want you to take away from this. The fact of it is not unhealthy to have the conversation. I think the communication piece to everyone voicing their opinion or uh, being able to speak. And again, you can agree to disagree. That's fine. Uh, but it's the fact that you sat in the room and you had the hard conversation. Um, and so I just want to make sure that that's clear that if you yourself are going through that, um, what does that look like for you to sit with those people or that person in, in that room and have that conversation? Now, um, to piggyback that as well, right? Like Catherine has said, when it happens, you know, several times, then it's, you know, it's still, it's still one of those things where you want to continue to repair. But at what point have you exhausted your own mental, emotional, physical, spiritual uh, self? So you got to kind of, kind of take a look at it as that obviously that requires a little wisdom and with time and, and life and experiences and things of that nature that comes about. Yeah. But um, I do want to say that the conversation itself is going to be healthy and it's going to be hard and it's going to be topics and it's going to be digging and it's going to be understanding. It's going to be crying possibly. So um, I think that's healthy. I don't want people to look at, look at it as something that's malicious or whatever the case. I may was be. just going to say off of that too. That's something that I think I struggled with even just meeting you and fully date when we fully started dating of like, I think accountability is very hard because it's not him holding me accountable. It's me having to hold myself accountable. Yeah, self-accountability. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's especially when you're taught a certain thing and then you're having to rewire your own brain and yeah. look in the mirror and just really dig deep. It's very uncomfortable. And then when you get into, say, say for example, I don't want to hold myself accountable that day, but Raphael does. He's not being mean. He's not harassing me. He's not bullying me. He is just, just trying to say, hey, you promised yourself this. You, you told me you promised yourself this. So now I'm making sure that you hold yourself accountable. If you don't want to, then I'm going to put my hands up and be like, you know what? But you told me something. And so now I'm trying to hold that t- true. And um, I think that's something that a lot of people um, don't like about certain situations where people are stern and say, hey, this is what you said and you put it out there. I'm holding you to it. 
and you get I say for example like exactly like I just said I would get mad or I'd be like you know what leave me alone and we still have this problem each and every day like this morning going to the gym he was like you say you keep wanting to go to the gym get up for go to the gym I was like but babe I don't want to go to the gym (laughs) and then he got annoyed with me this morning because he was like you keep saying this we pay for a gym membership because you say this and and yes that was considered like where I could say oh my gosh he was he was annoying me all morning and he's been he's been harassing me all morning to go to the gym but it was really because that was and what I had said and I know we have to move on but I learned this a long time ago from a lot of my coaches I played obviously well I will get into my whole life story thing kind of uncomfortable but sure um but I was playing football in California a while back and my coaches were like that and so I, I couldn't understand it pounding me over and over just saying things and and always pushing and and wanting more for you but in that moment you can't understand it it feels like you're being attacked it feels like you're being bullied it feels like they're pushing you to the extreme limits and then years go by and you actually thank them absolutely you go back and you actually thank them absolutely and then the last thing and i know we got to move on but the last thing this is what they told me if you truly love someone then you're going to hold them accountable because you care about the future them, not the present them. The future them is going to be molded and evolved. So do you think and that could tie into self-accountability as self-love? And if you don't love yourself, that's why maybe some people are struggling with accountability. Someone can see it as that, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I know All we right, got to move yes. on. Yes, we're going to go. I want to answer a couple more. Um, one is, how do you pull away from your family specifically without being disrespectful? I think is that again, just that conversation in the room and then yeah. exp- expressing your side of things and then how you would maybe like to move forward. Yeah, that's something um, I'm a cutthroat kind of person when it comes to I will ride or die for someone. Sometimes it's not the right people um, for too long. But when I'm done, I'm done. There is no questions asked. It is just if I cut you off, it's for a very, very specific. You know why? Like there's no explaining needed. And I've done that quite a few times in my lifetime and it's like normally the people don't even ask why they don't want to fight about it they just say yeah, they're like you, you they know, know. Point. Yeah. they know but what I'm struggling with right now is I don't want to just disappear from my family and say you know what like when you figure it out we'll we'll go from it but I think both parties sometimes don't see themselves in the wrong right now I think that was something I was struggling with last week I had a uh, I had my first panic attack because I had gone to go visit my grandmother and my aunt was very upset with me for something I had posted online. Um, and Which she, was misinterpreted, by the way. Absolutely. And that was her own. Yeah. And words were yes. put in place. Yeah. But what I struggled with, it was one more person telling me I'm a horrible human. And I have been seeing Seed Symbiotic DS01 everywhere and I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health gut health does not just affect your digestive system I don't understand I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that but like your skin your readiness for the day I just love when my gut is in line I'm in line when I'm in line life is in line so seed is sharing a code with human two listeners and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out you are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash human2, that's all one word, 
and use code 25HUMAN2 to get 25% off your first month. So that's 25HUMAN2, all one word. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash human2 with code 25HUMAN2. I freaked because I was like when I was in the car, I, I flipped out and I just like lost, not flipped out in the sense of like anger, but I just... I was like, everybody keeps telling me it's me. It must be me. So then I'm sitting here and I called my mom because there was something that had happened in that encounter that I didn't, I wasn't ready to tell Raphael about. And I knew if I called him, he would not be okay. So I wanted to wait until I got home, but I called my mom and I was like, this just happened. And I said, I just don't understand that. Like if so many people are like, it's you, it's you, it's you. At one point, do you look in the mirror, right? That's so a big thing. That's I, huge. That's you have to do that. You yep. have to be like, okay, if there's 10 people saying like, Catherine, that shirt is ugly. You might be like, oh, okay, that shirt's ugly. Or, or Catherine, the way you're speaking is really rude. Okay, I get that. But I just keep hearing from people that I'm nasty and I'm mean and, I, and I'm talking sh- and I'm doing all this stuff and poor pitiful Catherine. And I, I pour my heart out on social media to get remorse from them. And, and I just, I, I had said to my mom, I said, all these people keep telling me to look in the mirror. And I can say wholeheartedly, I know for sure my entire, I can't speak about a year ago, even who I was a year ago or shit, even four months ago, even a month ago, like I can't speak for. But right now, if I look in the mirror at who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm trying to portray with what my, what I'm saying and putting out there on my platforms, I actually feel very good about. And so then I was sitting here thinking, okay, so if my intentions are pure, my morals and my values are aligning with what I'm doing. I got to look at the critic. You got to look at the critic. Yeah. And yeah. all the people that are saying these things to me, I'm like, you know what? I guess that's your view, but I feel grounded in who I am. And if you can say that about whatever scenario you're going through, again, I do think it's important to get multiple unbiased opinions on the situation Correct. and say, hey, yes. this is or this is going on. And if people, and if those people that you trust, like I confide in Raphael, I confide in a couple girlfriends to always shoot me straight. One specifically I can call up and no matter what it is, my mom included, there's, I go to my mom with a lot of stuff, but she is one of those moms that she's cutthroat as well. She's straight to the point. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're not, you're not. Um, just sometimes like say Raphael and I might agree on something and we might both be wrong. So it's just the blind leading the blind, but, (laughs) but, but nine times out of 10, we're pretty, we pretty, And that's something I pride myself on. I love about him. We got a good head on our shoulders. We really try to do the right thing each and every day. We try to go out there and be positive. It doesn't always happen, especially me, um, especially being a woman. You go through hormones and ups and downs all the time. And emotions are, you run off of emotions versus logic sometimes. I'm not saying all women, but a lot of women. And I know I do that. Yeah. Um, But I feel... Where I was going with that is, is I, I feel like these people that I've cut off know why. I mean, I have old girlfriends. They know why. They don't even bat an eye. They're like, yep, okay. An ex-boyfriend, it, it doesn't matter. They know what they've done. They've never really reached out to, to figure things out. I've even had family in the past that I've completely been like, you know what? Your life is your life. This is mine. We're never going to see eye to eye. Cool. But the family that I'm battling with this right now is that I don't want to lose them. But I just know that we've been in these conversations time and time and time and time and time and time again. I don't even know what to do anymore. I guess I guess I see it as actually a healthy healing piece. Because to go around, you know, ring around the rosy or or just continue to do the same song and dance or what is the saying? Um, The definition of insanity is to continue to do the same thing and expecting a different result. result. Exactly. So. 
That's um, kind of what we feel like we're at right now. Yeah, and I kind of feel like, again, it's the manner of the conversation. It's the solution at the end of the conversation of how you would like to move forward with your own peace, though. Yeah. So even if they're not peaceful with you leaving after you've had to come to Jesus meetings several times and you feel like you're at a place where you can lay your head on your pillow at night and sleep good. I mean, that's that's huge because a lot of people can't. And yeah, and they hold on to stuff and struggle with things for years, thinking that they have to have an approval from other people or other things in life. That's me. That's what I struggle with is the approval of my family and I've always been that way I don't care who you are on social media people can bully me all day long it doesn't really offend me um but it's my family I really I don't know what it is about myself but if until I get the gold star from the family and that's something that I'm starting to learn is I'm not gonna yes, fit in. you have taken I'm not gonna fit in everyone's mold yeah. none of us will it it just is what it is I mean even if you want to get into like what is it I'm a Libra. He's a Capricorn, right? Even if you want to get into there, there's some times where personalities just will never match up. It does right. not matter. It just is what it is. Um, Shout out to the Capricorns, by the way. <laughs> You're such Always. a loser. I know. These are a little bit different from family related questions, but they're kind of, again, like we said, we wanted to get out of that. Raphael just said that we should probably turn away from that. So something is something, a question is, and maybe from a guy's perspective, this would be great. We can both answer individually of how we deal with this. Um, what do you think an important way to cope with your mental health is? So if I were to interpret that question, wow. what wow. is as a man, as Raphael, what's your number one way to cope? And just do like one way, do like your, your biggest thing that you would turn to. Do you have an answer for that? Wow. Whoever wrote that, that's deep. That's crazy. Okay. Not crazy, but like that is awesome. I mean, especially we're talking about 2023 where the awareness is at an all-time high with mental health. Um, I yes. think that's that's a huge question. But for myself, and again, this may look different to each and every last person. So Yeah, that's for what I'm saying. My, the answer is Raphael. Yeah, exactly. So for myself, um, I would say keeping busy. And that sounds weird, but I think you know me. I like to go to the gym. I like to clean. I like to, you know, look at the stock market, do stocks, um, talk business, call my friends, spreadsheets, like, um, you know, several different things, you know. Could you say that's avoiding though? Or do you think that's healing? Yeah, and and, and honestly, to a piece of me, and I would say like 10% of the piece of that, I would say is somewhat avoiding. And the 90% of it, I would say is not only healed from from past traumas, um, but um, accepting my own journey and accepting that I should love myself and myself should mean more than putting it in other people's hands. So, which is um, a clean house, a clean workspace, uh, yeah, yeah, a, and, a healthy body. I do believe that he thinks that truly. Yeah, I think yeah. some people. Um, clean go to the gym and they and they can because i have some friend i have a very specific friend that comes to mind and she does all those things but it's not in a healthy way yeah and and for myself is just i have been kind of in your spot before and again different situations but i've been in that role of thinking other people's opinion should matter more than mine mm -hmm. and when i let that go pff, i was an eagle i was a hawk in the sky i was an eagle i was flying so, I mean, 
again, that is different to each and every person. Um, but for myself, Raphael, that's how kind of I, I deal with it. I think how do I handle my mental health? Um, how do I handle my mental health? I would say I'm a busybody for sure, but I don't think it's in a positive way. I think it's in an avoidance way. Um, what is one thing? I really like to talk about it. I'm a talker through her. Yeah. For sure. I I tell everyone under the sun, I'm like, that's actually something I've had to get better about because just what we were talking about, um, one thing my family does is is kind of like talk shit about each other behind each other's backs, but it's to the family. So I'm trying really hard to not like call my cousin or call my brother and be like, this, this, and this just happened. Like, is your opinion the same? Um, I go to my friends and I really have started to prioritize um, speaking to my friends, hanging out with people. And that's something I like to do. I also love to spend time with Raphael. That's, he's my safe space for everything. Even when I'm going through like a really hard day, um, I just feel the most secure when we're together, sometimes that's kind of terrifying. Just God forbid anything happens. I'm going to be like, what do I do? I'm going to literally, I don't, I don't know. I literally don't know what I would do without you in this world. I say that all the time. I'm like, every day I'm like, I don't know what I'd do without you. Okay. We get tacos tonight. Fine. You win. Gosh, thank you. I know that's what you wanted. Yes. Thank you. I know. Um, okay. Last question that I kind of want to go over and why I want to talk about this one is because I feel like it's going to tie into next week's episode. So next week's Ooh. episode, okay. I... With everything that's been going on and exactly like what I just said, I've been turning and relying heavily on my girlfriends, extremely heavily. Hey, girl. Oh. I'm a girl. Anytime my husband hears my girl, little FaceTime. Girl, what face you doing tonight, girl? Anytime I, I'm FaceTiming someone and he hears it, he'll be like, girl, you're never going to believe you this, believe girl. you happy, girl. Listen, girl. Because apparently could that's, be a girl. that's all I've been talking about lately with my girlfriends, which is very true, which is kind of sad in a sense because I feel like I had said this previously on another. Shout out to them, though on another episode where I was like, I just feel like I'm constantly calling just drama dumping and they have their own lives and their own stressors and just everything going on. Yeah. And I feel like it's consistently just me being like, this is happening. What is, what do I do? Um, but where I wanted to turn that into is building relationships and friendships. Um, because I think, I think a lot of people might not know this about me. I moved across the country when I was six, 17. And then I permanently moved across the country that we can get into that later on. Raphael's moved and moved across the country. We've both been uprooted in our lives and had to build new friendships, had to build new bonds, had to trust new people, had to break off things with other people. Yeah. We've had to love and lose a lot in our lifetime and it's gotten us to who we are today, which I really love and appreciate about the two of us. I think something that I do love about him is that he has gone through some of the same scenarios that I've gone through, totally different. But their same life experiences. Again, you've moved across the country. You've lost everything. Four you've, different states. Shout out. To yeah. Four. Sometimes people see our wall on Instagram with Nebraska and they're like, what do you have Nebraska on your wall for? Florida. So, Cali, well, yeah, we got a Nebraska, couple states up there. Minnesota. But I want to talk about building a community and building your family and your friends. I think at this age, my friends, I've had a girlfriend for 10 plus years, well, almost 10 years. I don't want to yeah. say 10 plus. Um, she's family to me. I, her family's family to me, vice versa. I would hope they could say the same about me. I uh, now also have a girlfriend who's been very heavily present almost two years in my life now. And she, I consider family. I think at this age, I mean, your guy friends, they're insane. Like his best friends are just absolutely insane. They're family. I mean, they've known each other for so long. They call each other when they're going through their hardest of times, no matter what it is. Um, they've really built a community and a trust and a foundation I could not have said that about myself five years ago, even four years ago. 
Um, and so it's something that you really got to work towards. But a question that had gotten asked was when you talk about a new community, how do you find that? So I kind of want to touch a little bit on that. I don't want to go too in depth again, because my next episode, I want to talk a lot about that, but I want to talk more about friends in the next episode. This, I want to talk about community. So you get the difference, I love that question. Okay, I love them all, but, but do you I give, love that but one. But I'm too. asking, do you make right. sure, do you, I want to make sure that we stick on the topic of community, which yeah. could be that doesn't mean your new best friend. Yeah, it means your community. Yeah. So I'm going to answer first, just because I have a I have an answer to this. Um, my outlet was social media. Obviously, I really, really, really believe this. I burn this into everybody's brain that I can get in touch with. I'm like. So my, one of my brothers, for example, he, um, he goes through different, different things in his lifetime. Um, I have a brother who's a type one diabetic right there. The amount of community behind a type one diabetic is insane. He's gone to like summer camps. He's gone to all these different events over time because it is a struggle and it is a hard thing to go through, especially as a child, there was children's camps and, and we even had camps as, as a family where your whole family would get to go and learn about type one diabetes and learn how to work with them and how to save their life if anything's going on. But that was, that was something as a child that really resonated with me as like, when you go to this camp, right? I got to go a couple years. It was called Camp Boggy Creep, Camp Boggy Creek. Shout out to them. They're a huge organization. I absolutely believe in their foundation more than I could even relate. Um, I think they're absolutely phenomenal. But something that I learned there was that these these other sisters and brothers aren't necessarily people that I'm going to be friends with for, a, for the rest of my life. But at that one moment at that camp, we got to be friends. We got to talk to each other about things that were going on or yeah, we have a sibling that's got diabetes. And, and when you have a sibling that has a um, health issue, no matter what, that kid's going to come first in certain ways because they have to. Yeah. They've got to get specific foods. As a five-year-old, you don't get why your brother gets a different meal than you. As a 10-year-old, you don't understand why um, he's got to go to the hospital and you're, it's your birthday. That's never happened, but you don't know that, right? You just understand, oh, mom and dad are having to choose another kid over you. And it's not that. It's just a different life that they've had to live. And, and now that he's gotten older, he still struggles with it. And I think talking to people, getting out there, getting in the right events, even you can bring it down to church, really anything. You could go, say you love reading books and you want to somehow get into finding people who love to read books because I know that that community has kind of been dwindling the more and more we get social media based, which I still love to read, but I don't go to a book club every week. There's tons out there, I'm sure. And if I were to look for it, I would find one. But then you got to sit and think, okay, well, when I want to find a new community, how do I get there? Okay, I want to find a book club, go to the library, go to a Facebook page and say, local book clubs. Um, you could even post on your Instagram and say, this is what I'm looking for. This morning, for example, I had posted, hey, I'm struggling with finding dog watchers and I don't want to put them in a kennel. I've gotten so many responses there. So it's just vocalizing what you're looking for and you're going to find the community. I did not ever think my social media would be as prevalent as it is today, but I just started posting whatever the hell I wanted to post. And I found my community. I found the people who love to make fun of their husbands online. I found the people that oh, man. had a, a close relationship with their dad and thought my dad and I were hilarious. I also found yeah. the other side of that where people are like, I wish I had this relationship with my dad. Yeah. My relationship sucks with my dad and I, and I really, um, I tie to you because I'm jealous of you, but and it brought a light. It brought, them. yes, yeah. I, I, it's gone to everything. I mean, I've, I've posted about 
anything and everything under the sun I talk about. I found the people who really support me for that reason. There's probably a lot of conversations, say if I were to meet these people in real life and and we bring up politics. Yeah, we're not going to agree on everything. But what we can agree on is that we find it's funny to make fun of your husband um, or joke and and bring a lighthearted side to relationships. Yes. I think that there's a there's a huge thing of like every relationship has to be perfect and and I think right. we've also come out of a generation where the men rule the house and dinner yeah. on the table at seven. That does not, that's not our life. I don't know if maybe some families are still like that. Um, I know even in, in my close girlfriend circle, there's still some guys that they are seeing or with and, and they still kind of have that mindset of, of the men need to bring in more money and the men do the lawn work and you cook and clean and, and that's okay. That's their relationship. Right. That's but, the, what works for them. But yeah. that's not ours. And so posting online, people are like, do you even like your husband? And I'm like, yeah. But in reality, when you live with someone day in and day out all the time, 24 seven, there's going to be shit that annoys us. And our way of dealing with it is mocking, making fun of it, joking about it. Um, And they didn't know I did that to you either. So no, thank you for clearing that one up. We'll get on that too. Eventually. Um, Raphael's not, I love it. He's not sitting here in the background like, oh, goodness, I can't believe you say that to me. (laughs) He's a culprit as well. Okay. Definitely. You can put me on the list. So that's kind of how I would go about finding community is just speaking on it. And I think that's also kind of where I tied in originally, the loneliness factor. I don't really believe that anyone has any original experiences in the experiences in this lifetime it doesn't mean that you're not feeling lonely I didn't mean to be distant or insensitive in that sense I definitely feel like loneliness is a feeling but it's easy to come out of if you just got the right people behind you it's easy to talk about I don't want to say it's easy to talk about but once you find your community for whatever you're going through it it becomes very less lonely very fast yeah and and I mean it's almost honestly like people don't know where to start sometimes and right. I actually think, you know, obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of upside to social media. And obviously we know there's some downsides um, to social media as well. How um, when people use a certain platform or, you know, talk trash or whatever the case may be, you know, because they're going through their own problems because we know how that is. That's yes. that's the real, you know, life to what they've got going on. Right. But um, social media allows people to connect. Right. So you go back to, and we can just go even further. Let's go to MySpace, right? People were able to connect. You stayed in touch with family members or friends that you went to kindergarten and you moved. I mean, that had literally happened for me. I grew up in Florida, moved to California, hadn't seen somebody in 20-something years, and it's like I can still keep up with them. They can keep up with me as well. So I think social media does bring that gap or bridge that gap in between, um, you know, different people and spaces. But I feel like it also allows communities, like you said, Facebook pages, um, different pages on different sites. I won't go into, you know, some of them. But, you know, if you Google enough and hang out in those places, like you said, the bookstore or, you know, I want to I want to learn a trade. I want to I want to learn how to be a plumber. Well, I'm going to hang out where the plumbers hang out. I'm going to go up to, you know, and go put applications in where the plumbers, you know, are plumbing and and they're specializing in that. Um, Let's say I want to I don't know. I want to be a construction worker. Well, I'm even gonna, stocks. I mean, yeah, you got even, into stocks just yeah, exactly. two years ago and, and his stock community is insane now, yeah. but you didn't know anything about it. Didn't know anything about 0%. it. Real estate, say everything, the, literally. I had just had a meeting with, um, uh, I don't know, what would I even call them? Business owners. They're local business owners. And I don't know, we would just sat down talking about something and she was like, oh yeah, 
you just start to chit chat, whatever. And she was like, yeah, we're renovating our house because we're putting it up for rent. And I'm like, we want to do that. How do you get into that? And no offense to the males, but sometimes when men talk, they're just so And I'm like, okay, but how is it actually to rent a home as a female? Is it a lot of work? Um, How much are you guys actually landlording? All that kind of stuff right. from a from a female's perspective and as the wife it's a little bit harder to just be like oh yeah like let's just rent a house and the guys talk all the logistics and all that stuff and i'm like okay but how much work is it actually is it a benefit is it worth it and i know they're thinking that as well and they talk about that too but sometimes as a wife it's like okay well how often are you there fixing a water heater or if it does go out do you just call right. someone in like we just have different perspectives and i don't necessarily want to rent a house but she was like no i absolutely love it and my husband loves it he deals with most of it it's a passive income for us but it just it started with literally right there just saying we want to do that give me some answers um, people yeah. are very open to speaking about their knowledge. I mean, we are huge into that. Um, anytime someone calls him in our family and is like, hey, I want to get into stocks. He's like, how much time you got? So I think it's just really just saying this is what I'm looking for uh, to base it off of what you were saying. Social media, a lot of people think is very negative and emotional and em- evil. I'm with you 110% if you let it become that. Yeah. If you put that out there, if you look for it, if you... I mean, the algorithm is very, very real. Anyone that thinks so is wrong. I've been in a hotel room with a creator and she's like, did you see this? And I'm like, no. Did you see this? No. Do you know who this person? No. And I'm like, we have a totally different thing because she stops and watches different videos. His page is all stocks, cars, real estate. My stuff's not like that. My dad's was very political, very all that. Mine is funny, lighthearted. So everyone's got a different for you page, but it's really what you're putting your, your attention to. Raphael puts his attention into the stocks and learning more about that and learning more about real estate. I put more attention into like, oh, what are other couples doing or or what's this makeup product yeah. or th- but if you're sitting there watching someone talk shit about someone constantly or this my baby mama drama and, and you stop and watch that, you're going to get more baby mama drama on your page and you're going to constantly be like, why are they putting all this stuff out there? And it's negative. You're absorbing the negativity and it's just going to come back out into your real life because whatever you put in, you get out. And that goes for physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. The law of attraction. Stay calm. Boom. Mic drop. And not even social media. Life as well. Life. Life. I want everybody to really be cognizant in the next week of what you're taking in to your body, your mind, your spirit, and then what you're putting out to others too, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Um, and it takes a lot of like reflecting and which can be draining and exhausting. But I'm telling you, you, you move throughout this life with reflecting yep. on what you put out in the world and how you're treating people is what you get and, back. and you're going to get it back. It good and bad. Right. Absolutely. So just something I want to leave. I don't leave many little tidbits, but I, uh, what is the word? Um, wealthy. I think that a lot of people equate wealthiness to monetary value, but I think a lot of it is we can be wealthy in so many things. Yes. It's just how, yes. how much do you perceive your wealthiness and how much do you appreciate the wealthiness that you do have? Um, cause I, deep. I think it really starts with appreciating what you have right now. And I struggle with that even yeah. like in our house, like we were just setting up this whole thing, getting his mic set it. Oh. And you know how I sat over there normally and, and getting that together. I was pissed. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, can we just have a house that like just works with my content? Like I'm constantly not able to record at home because it's just like, we have a half done stairs or which I we bought this house to flip it. Okay, we're not getting into that. Thank I you, Raphael. But right then and there, like I was just so frustrated. And now I'm like looking back and talking about wealthiness. And who am I to sit here and say, yeah. this is my job. 
the fact that I'm mad because a mic won't be set up properly. Like so many people are working behind a desk right now, nine to five, busting it out, trying to get their kids home for practice, um, trying to leave early enough so they can pick up dinner on their way home. They have to run through rush hour. I've been there, not the kids portion, but I've been there behind a desk thinking this sucks. And now I'm mad because I can't set up a mic. So I'm sorry. But um, it's just, I'm very wealthy in so many things. At least things. you said and it on camera. And so I can always replay it. I feel very blessed in a lot of things, but I think it really sits back of like, there's so many frustrations in everyone's life. It's not a secret. It's not anything new, um, but just really appreciating even your hardships. I mean, even losing my dad, we can tie that into that sucks so yeah. much. I cry about it daily. I feel yeah. the heaviness every single day. But I'm and when he had lost his best, his best friend just lost his mom. And one of the things I had said to him is it's such a blessing to be able to have a parent that you're going to miss so much. A lot of people don't have that. So my dad's gone. There's nothing I can do to get him back. It just it's reality. It is what it is. I will never understand why. Maybe one day when I get up there with him and I say, what the hell? What the hell, Bill? What the fuck? Um, one of my brothers and I always go like randomly like, fuck you, Bill, because it just is what it is. We like that's just how we joke. Um. And maybe I'll be able to say that to him one day when I hit the pearly gates too. But right now I'm just never going to understand. And all I can be thankful for is that he was someone we all loved, got yeah, to know definitely. and just, and really guided our family in a positive manner. Not necessarily that he ever did everything 110, 110% properly. There's a lot of things I have questions on a lot of things that he died that I, and he, he died and I just didn't get to know why not the death part, but like, why'd you do this when I was 10 or, or whatever it could be. I'll never know yeah, questions. Yeah. But he led every day with positivity. Um, yes, he did. And just lightheartedness. And that's something I, I don't get, I don't think a lot of people get to say. So I want to wrap this episode up. Thank you, Raphael, for being here. Obviously I'm hoping every single episode of a part two, where I get to open it up on Instagram, you guys can, you guys can hear Raphael's side of things too, because obviously he brings a, a whole new view. Oh, wow. Um, and I think it's just good to hear and also to, it's kind of a little bit more comfortable for me behind camera or in front of the camera. It's a lot of pressure. Next week's episode. Again, I'm going to start talking a lot about friends, building your own friend base. I don't want to necessarily say community, obviously the bigger community. Sometimes you might find an actual friend in there, a lifelong friend. Um, but I want to talk about losing friends, letting go of friends, um, growing away from friends because that happens too. It just is what it is. Um, friends that you, you don't see in 10 years, but you pick up right where you left off. Um, building the new friends, trusting friends. I think in this, especially as a female being older in life, it's kind of hard. And I'm sure guys can probably say that too. It's hard to let new people in. It's hard to trust them. And then it's like, you feel like you got to give them 20, 10 years to build the trust. But sometimes yeah, I'm a you Capricorn just click. For sure. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. That's next week's episode. Do you have anything? So normally I like to just kind of throw off like, we're all human too um and try to throw a little piece of advice back into the episode of like we're all human yeah what do you got to say i kind of gave my earl- earlier just reflections reflecting throughout the week and having hard conversations yep so i think we're all human um i'm yes. excited to hear from you guys yes yes in everything go ahead and follow on instagram we obviously have a tiktok um YouTube, if you're out there and you're wanting to watch it, I think a lot of people don't know yet. We are live on YouTube. So live if you're able to listen YouTube. on, if you're listening on a podcast platform, it is on YouTube as well. So if you want to watch it, you're going to see my ugly cowgirl slippers. I yeah, do not care. Can they see my feet in this? Oh God, I hope not. Oh Santino, no. cut that. Oh no. Can they see my feet? I don't think so. I mean, I got on, I got on Vaseline and lotion. You know what I'm saying? Cause my... We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Later. <laughs>